0: Welcome to the New England Take in on WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, 101.9 FM Manchester, and nhtalkradio.com. I'm your host, AJ Kierstead. Be sure to check out nhdocradio.com to get the back episodes of the show for all of our shows, including our ma- one of our other amazing hosts that are here on the station that's joining me today, which we'll get to in one sec. Also, follow New England Take on Facebook and Twitter. I've been posting all the podcast versions of, of the New England Take, as well as uh, videos of the interviews, especially on Facebook. So please check that out. Share. It does a lot to feed the algorithm and uh, get more than just the uh, free staters and the libertarians sharing a lot of my stuff uh on on those social media platforms oh, we're gonna take care of that today that's long today. dead <laughs> and, and and to put that uh, stake in the heart of uh, such a following is matt robeson he's he's one of the uh, two main hosts of for beyond politics which you can listen to here on wkxl monday through friday from 4 to 6 p.m and as well as if you listen to me on wkxl in the morning there are regulars on there too thanks for joining me Oh, it's a pleasure to be with you again. It, we always have a good time on these shows. We do. I, this is the, when I when I envisioned the New England take. I was like, it's their take. It's just random, just New England conversations over what's going on in the world. And this is hopefully one of those sorts of things because it's been a busy couple weeks in news and politics, to put it lightly. And that, and this isn't even talking about Ukraine. Like I don't even have Ukraine on the agenda for today. Uh, and, and I I've heard a bunch of great interviews on your show on that i mean uh, is there a couple things you may want to point out that have been on uh, beyond politics the last couple of weeks
1: yeah uh we've had we've what we go for on beyond politics is I, I mean you're right there's so much going on a lot of it is if we can say this on the radio kind of a crap storm it's it's sort of a crap tornado uh, crap nato i think there was something on uh, the sci-fi channel about that it's crap nato and a lot of it and what i mean by that is a lot of these stories are kind of crap you know Mm -hmm. like they're they're sort of they're not that significant in in the wider world we do our level best to have real thoughtful but interesting conversations with people who know what the heck they're talking about so we had max bergman he's a former state department high level policy staffer kind of take he's an expert on eastern europe and russia it's perfect Right, exactly what you're looking for, and he just gave us a behind the scenes look at what's going on. Like, how is the U.S. trying to manage this? What's it like inside the State Department right now? What are you worried about? What are they thinking about? What are the outcomes you could have here? That was a great episode. We had Sean Carberry, who was the former lead Kabul reporter in Afghanistan for NPR. Um, he's written widely about the Middle East. He's obviously a security and journalism expert talk about reporting from a war zone what's going on there how do you get sources how do you do this if you're a journalist on the ground so we've had some really excellent experts anyone can check out beyond politics if you want to hear more from max uh especially about our relationship with europe and how that factors in we also did another episode with him in the great ideas podcast so all those are available and you know if you want to learn something real quick on this and, and just get a smart take not a lot of politics in it Those are good shows.
0: And also, if you want to learn more of the historical aspects of uh, the situation in Ukraine, I suggest check out a couple of the back episodes of the New England Take. Last week, I had... Um, Lawrence Reardon, who's a professor uh, who specializes in uh, China relations, which definitely has an impact in the situation going on with Ukraine and Russia. He's over at the University of New Hampshire. And I had a uh, political science. Oh, good God. I'm sorry. Other professor from UNH history uh, talking about um, the the, his- the Eastern Ukraine and the, the implications of just the ethnic and uh, nationalistic aspects of it. It's so complicated. Complex. There's so many aspects to it, but let's get into what's going on this past week, especially. I'm really interested. Are we going to to
1: the the crap NATO?
0: Yeah, crap NATO time. We're gonna we're going cheap crap NATO for this week too. This is top of the line. Beautiful. I mean, this interests me primarily because I'm a news nut and evaluating how the news, how with mainstream media covers things and how the world perceives. Um, whether it's a from a political perspective or a culture war perspective, is really interesting to me, j- just for getting down in the weeds and a little wonky in the field of journalism. But Taylor Lorenz is a very controversial writer. She's, she was at the Times. She left to go write some books that someone bought, and then she now she's over at the Washington Post. It, she did an—I don't even know if I want to call it an expose. It wasn't really— much of an expose when it comes to content of what's went on over a Twitter account called Libs of Tip TikTok. It's a uh, it, it really rose to prominence of uh, several months ago when uh, Joe Rogan promoted it on the show a couple times, and it is a if you're on the the, the um, conservative side of the culture war, it is the place you go to get the latest and craziness of uh, a, a common phrase for it is nut picking. I mean, is that how would you phrase that? I mean, is it's really for the nut nut picking for people on the left?
1: Sure, why not? I, I'm I'm down with all the hip terms. Let's go with that one
0: <laughs> because it's it's literally picking the craziest examples you can possibly find. What they started off just covering TikTok because. There's a lot of weirdos on TikTok. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on, what your niche is. I'm on there. I get a kick out of military TikTok. They're crazy and what they what they're up to over there, both domestic and foreign. And um, it, but there's also a lot of culture stuff on there. For what what lives at TikTok really went after was uh, teachers and what they call indoctrination of students, or uh, kind of some weird things that actually got some. Uh, teachers fired for legitimate circumstances too let's not forget about that that was totally skipped in, in uh, Lorenza's article but um, right-wing social media exploded over this expo- this this article because it, it literally had her home address linked right in it I mean, in modern terms once again as a millennial who's hip with the words I as you just said <laughs> it, it's doxing and that's that was my biggest thing that really upset me about this article
1: Yeah, I feel like Donald Trump here. It's like, use words, use the best words. You've got all the words. All the words. Yeah. All right. So look, I'm going to date myself here by making a reference to a Simpsons episode that came out before half of your audience was alive. There is a Halloween episode where Homer goes into a spooky shop and he wants to buy a monkey's paw. And the proprietor says, it's cursed. And Homer says, that's bad. And the proprietor says, but it comes with a free frozen yogurt. And Homer says, that's good. And the proprietor says, the frozen yogurt is also cursed. Homer says, that's bad. Says, but it comes with free sprinkles. That's good. The, you know, the sprinkles contain, you know, some carcinogens. Like, can I go now? That's how I feel about this Taylor Lorenz story. Okay. Every layer that you bring into it, I'm like, well, that's bad. Well, that's good. But that's bad. But that's good. And finally, I end up with, can I go now? This is what I meant when I referred before to a crap. NATO. OK, so first of all, first of all, I am not going to defend Taylor Lorenz. I don't really follow who she is. She has a reputation of being kind of vapid and a little bit social media thirsty and not having a lot of substance to her, you know. And, and so I, I don't know. I don't follow her. I don't read her. Whatever. I just want to point out that for all the right wing media that's losing their minds and kind of giving themselves, you know, a, a little bit of a sugar high, like, oh, yes, oh, yeah. we get I'm to totally lose our minds yeah. over this. Oh, I'm so <laughs> excited about this. L- let's not hand a Profiles encourage Courage award out to the idiot behind libs of TikTok quite yet. Let's just remember that what she was doing with a lot of these videos is she was going online, finding a video and saying, oh, this person talked about being gay. They're a groomer. Groomer. Yeah. Yep. If you're gay, you must be a groomer. And I don't love the idea, I mean, you're a libertarian, I'm I'm center left, but I have some great sympathy for the libertarian point of view, I truly do. And I think it should offend any American left, right, or center to turn justice into vigilante mob justice. Right. And that's what, if you don't like doxing, I don't like doxing because it's vigilante mob justice. But I also don't like what this libs of TikTok woman was doing either. Going online, taking videos out of context. Were some of them crazy? Were some of them nut picking? Sure. I bet some of them were nutty. Maybe some teachers deserve to get fired. I don't know who in America d- deserves to lose their job without due process. Without, I, I don't I don't want to see people tried in a court of public opinion. I want to see them, if they've done something wrong, tried in a court. And so, no, this 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 account, this person who is doing this account, she's not a hero in all this. And, you know, the final thing I'll say is that this person, I'm not going to name her name. People can Google it. By the way, that's part of the point here is that her name, this this Taylor Lorenz article wasn't what exposed this person's name. Mm -hmm. First of all, it had already been on a public Twitter thread. Second of all, Um, it was easily findable. She'd registered with her real name and cell phone number, the domain name, any, any idiot with a Google account and 15 minutes on their hands could find out who was running this account. Okay. So Mm -hmm. this wasn't like some major doxing thing, but I, I, this person had influence. Okay. Mm -hmm. Ron DeSantis press secretary. Came out on twitter and said oh this is really influencing the so-called don't say Gay' bill this was this was foundational her stuff is being reposted and talked about on tucker carlson fox news all across the right this is a person with significant influence in our social discourse so there is an argument here that they don't get to hide behind a wall of anonymity okay what if this person were a bot or a Russian, or a Russian bot, or taking money from who knows where. What if this person said something libelous? Well, if she were sued in court for libel, then there's no wall of anonymity there. You would have to disclose to a court who you were. So again, I I, I think these people who are trying to manufacture an issue out of doxing and that this person has been done wrong, no, not at all, not even close. But I'm not gonna go out and defend Taylor Lorenz either. This whole thing is stupid. Can I go now?
0: Yeah, totally. It, what's it, it, what's really, in defense of lives of TikTok, at least, it, it seems like they've really gone, she really went down a... Like, especially down the activist route the last few months. And I feel like it, the what she really was doing the last few months it was a lot more down the route of, I'm going to be really feeding into this conservative angle that has just exploded around her. She was on Tucker Carlson multiple times. Um, it, it's... I mean, before that, it was entirely just um, just here's your crazies. Go go to libs of TikTok. You can find your crazies. You can have a chuckle. Uh, maybe there'll be some some stuff in there. It's like, yeah, that's kind of just gross. Or and some of it's exposing some some really weird things that that she encountered on social media. But it, I mean, what's I I, I I was really interesting that you you brought up i thought especially was the aspect of is this a, someone that shouldn't necessarily be having too much of a sway on our current political discourse for example we i've seen this A lot when it comes to the conservative side of the house, with and you might too from from the left. I'm not really plugged into that as much. Is uh, international report quote unquote reporters doing coverage that is very one sided and getting that into the the right wing mainstream media? Um, Ian Miles Chung is a prime example of that. It was exposed a couple years ago that he's actually uh, I think is pulling in. Polynesia, or Indonesia, and in that part of the world, he he's not American whatsoever. He's not fed into our political system. Um, I'm really conflicted as much as I'm a huge fan of the podcast of the Lotus Eaters. Sargon of Akkad is the, the the guy's online personality and he branched out and went really mainstream and set up his own media company that's based out of England. And I'm torn sometimes with the amount of focus and pushing the what should happen in america with his british worldview because it is very different and how much do we want to have we we've heard up and down we don't want russia to be interfering with it but if this other side from another country agrees with us we're going to rah-rah them right to the top
1: absolutely look
0: uh,
1: are you a harry potter fan
0: it's not like asking you, do kid. you like
1: apples right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, well if you're a harry potter fan you're right remember the guidance from the second Harry Potter book, never interact with a magical instrument unless you know where it keeps its brain. It's Mm -hmm. actually really good advice for social media, right? Nowadays, I just finished recording an episode of Beyond Politics that people can check out with guys. This is the top election law expert in America. His name is Rick Hassan. Go online. You'll you'll find him all over the place. He's someone who people listen to. He's he's an unalloyed expert. And his most recent book is about disinformation. And this is the point is that online speech, I like free speech, I'm in favor of free speech, but online speech has become so cheap. And everyone from the, the biggest misinformed idiot to the Russian troll, to the Russian bot, to the top election law expert in America, they have the exact same megaphone online. They have the exact same opportunity to influence people. Well, I don't want anyone influencing me unless I know where they keep their brain. Right? I want to know where they get their money from. I want to know what their background is. I want to know, are they legitimate? Like, do they use real sources? Do they use credible information? Are they a QAnon loony? Well, this person who is the proprietor of libs of TikTok, you know, right after January 6th, she claimed, oh, I was there. Here's what went down. It was totally normal. It was no worse than a BLM protest. It wasn't violent. Well, okay, that's like hearing a clock chime for a 13th time. It's not only wrong in itself, it calls the underlying mechanism of what's going on into question. I mean, this is also someone who has called on her followers online to contact schools that were allowing boys in the girls bathrooms. All right, look, I, I have some mixed feelings on that particular thing, but this is another one of these like groomer things. As you say, I want to know where she's coming from. What kind of agenda she has? What is she pushing? And nowadays, do I trust everything that I see in a video? No, there are deep fakes, there's selective editing, there's commentary on top of it, there's taking out of context. So, yes, I I entirely agree with you that is there a is there a place for calling out the nutballs? And maybe if there are nutballs who are putting themselves out on TikTok saying crazy things, maybe they shouldn't be teaching our young children. I agree with that. I think most people agree with that but i also want the other side of the coin i want to know where these people running these accounts get their money and where they keep their brain
0: and it, it, what's really annoying about the article that taylor lorenz wrote once again is in the washington post i mean you're not talking about some local rag that uh is just trying to get some clicks on social media so there's always i always have to look when i, I see a new news outlet online i always got to double check to make sure this isn't some scammy newspaper right um, it is this is the washington post and it was written like it like she's a college student just trying to write up as many bad things as she possibly can about this person and once again I I, I disagree a bit when it comes to it's like she literally post po- put a link to her real estate license, which if you don't know how to look that, if you don't know necessarily that she's a real estate uh, person that that that's really shady. And the fact that the Washington Post allowed that to get publicly put out there and hyperlinked so anyone could find it she also turned around like a moron and posted a picture of her home straight on her twitter account and lives at TikTok. which i, I mean my god guys can we figure i understand you're upset but if, if you're calling someone out for doxing you don't turn around and dox yourself <laughs> right
1: and also try a little bit harder like i i think that i think that this anonymity thing was partly a scam because you're appearing on fox news but you're doing it anonymously and you're you know it's like it's like you're an insider no you're not you're a real estate agent in new york if fox
0: wanted to pick them up like i'm not going to have some random anonymous person on my media outlet through me like i'm going to make sure you actually are who you are i make sure like i didn't know anything about americans for prosperity the I looked into them. I've I've spoken to people that have interacted with them, and that's the reason why I've come to the conclusion that I'm okay with having them on my show. I trust me. I know they're Coke funded and everything, but I, I make sure specifically what they're coming and talk about is something like okay, I'm okay with platforming it. Fox News should not have had this person on at least without verification or at least saying they verified this is someone we believe is trustworthy to some some way. Like just like Washington Post, they, they, there needs to be a certain level of ethical. Journalism somewhere in this. Well, yeah, absolutely.
1: And look, if you if you look, just Google Taylor Lawrence right now, and the top hits that come up are self referential articles on Fox News. So I'll Mm -hmm. give you an example. Right again, Fox News is so thrilled with this. They're like they're tenting their fingers and they're drooling a little bit.
0: So many much clicks for money there. Oh, yes,
1: clicks for money. Bam. You nailed it. Because what they get to do is they get to do a segment on Carlson last night and then they do an article today that says the title is something like, you know, uh, Washington Post slammed for you know effect of blah 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 slammed they had one person that they got on their show saying that and then they recycle it into a new article then they get a react article to that article and they perpetuate the cycle it's a it's a virtual nonstop money making machine and that's the thing is that I kind of meant it before when I said that we're living through a crap NATO because you started on the on the perfect the perfect note on this show. There are real problems going on in the world. Okay, there are people in Ukraine who were living, you know, their normal lives and are now, if they're lucky, in a fallout shelter. If not, fled across the border. A friend of mine, a friend of mine who's Ukrainian, just got back from a few weeks at the Pol- at the Polish border, helping refugees fleeing across the border. Those are real problems. Okay, but what you get on Fox News is the crap nato and i'm not absolving the washington post in this either but it's 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 clickish and it's it's ultimately dumb and i think it's kind of poisoning all of our brains
0: all right we're going to go to a quick break right here speaking with matt robeson co-host of beyond politics which you can listen to right here monday through friday from 4 to 6 p.m on wkxl i'm your host aj Kirsa. this is the new england take Welcome back to the New England Take on WKXL 1450 ai AM, 103.9 FM Concord, 101.9 FM Manchester, and nhtalkradio.com. I'm your host, AJ Kierstead. Continuing my conversation here with Matt Robeson. He's one of the co-hosts for Beyond Politics, which airs right here on WKXL. And get all of your favorite WKXL shows on demand at nhtalkradio.com. Also search for all of our show titles on all your favorite podcast platforms because you can pick them up there, Spotify, Apple, Google, the whole nine yards. Thanks so much for uh, continuing this conversation conversation matt
1: it's always a pleasure you know what i really appreciate about when we get together is we come from slightly different perspectives we're both close enough to the center that it's really not that long of a bridge that we have to walk across but this is the kind of discussion i think not to you know sprain a shoulder patting ourselves on the back but this is the kind of conversation we need more of in american politics that's my view
0: let's ruin that okay all right let's ruin it let's ruin it you had a horrible opinion on joe biden and i want yes. to talk about it <laughs> yes good bring so, it so you had this piece saying that joe biden, What what was your thesis start with that just all right i, I want to
1: say something as a writer to anyone else who's ever written an article for publication out there you know that you don't always pick the title okay your editor has a lot to say about that that said i had no problem really with the title that my editor ultimately selected which was biden's year one grade a plus any other answer is insane
0: there is a hell of a, a hell of a headline i'm gonna say that great and and i, I listen you you actually spoke to uh, uh spoke about it on on beyond politics i listened to that interview too a month ago or two months ago when that came out but my God, it hurt my brain, Matt. It hurt my brain. I'm hearing right. this this babbling old man that keeps going to the podium, unable to put a coherent sentence together. And Jen Saku's covering him is what it comes across like half the time. We're getting these weird, uh, instead of like individual pet acts and stuff trying to get through Congress, we have these massive infrastructure, we're going to build back better, and they don't seem to really go anywhere for the most part except for the infrastructure bill, which is a huge push and no one really understands what it means. I, I make make a case for me because I'm lost. <laughs> First of all, when you describe an
1: incoherent old man going to the podium, which recent president were you good, speaking good about? Yeah. OK, all right. just, just so we're all clear <laughs> here. I will take the Pepsi challenge on Joe Biden's coherence <laughs> against Donald Trump's coherence any day. Not that I'm suggesting that a race to the bottom in this regard when the leader of the free world is a great thing. OK but joe biden is clearly compass mentis, okay he has a working brain you cannot claim that about donald trump in good faith joe biden for the most part most of his malapropisms most of his misspeaking comes down to the fact that he had a childhood stutter and
0: i'm not buying that anymore he spoke so well for decades well there no 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 if you go back to the videotape he
1: hasn't exactly been he hasn't exactly well, he's always Mr. been a Solitaire.
0: moron he's always said he's been a gaff machine yeah, he's been a ever forever, forever. Well, i remember laughing about that in college <laughs> but look,
1: look 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 let's go with the batman begins principle which okay. is which is judge me by what i do or what our christian bale says at the end of that movie so look first of all i want to quote a, 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 an oft used aphorism that that biden himself is fond of quoting, don't compare me to the almighty, compare me to the alternative. The reason I argue that the grade that Joe Biden should get is A plus is we have got to compare to the alternative. If you look across where we were on January 20th, but really January 6th of 2021 and where we were one year later, just think back for a second to the second half of 2020. Okay, we've been living through four years of a water cannon of lies, 30,000 documented lies, documented lies. I'm sorry. I was raised to believe that lying was wrong. That's a starting point for you. His cabinet, Donald Trump's cabinet was made up of thieves and grifters. There was the the deadly and disastrous denial of covid. There was the child separation policy, which I mean, look, you you can you can argue about this till the cows come home. That's morally wrong. That's wrong. It's wrong. There was him licking the boots practically, if not literally, of Vladimir Putin in Helsinki, something that would have sent. Ronald Reagan spinning in his grave. There was the impeachable. I would like you to do us a favor, though, abuse of his office. Anyone who claims that that wasn't an abuse of the of the office of the presidency does not care about the Constitution. There was some very fine people of both sides. You had the white supremacists and the other people. They're basically equal. You had all of that. You had his disastrous pullout from Syria. Does anyone even remember that, where we abandoned our allies and we let the Russians take over our own military bases? There was the 300,000 jobs and $300 billion lost to his China trade war. There was the nonstop.
0: Okay, well, All right. Let's turn around and also say on the other side, Joe Biden's disastrous pull out of Af- Afghanistan, which I me, great? I wanted that out. I wanted that to happen forever ago, also. But that was terrible. The t- the, the 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 just just political gold that is Maggie Hassan at the wall <laughs> down in, down in Texas or Florida wherever she was saying we need to fund build fund fund the wall being built and such, which is just is gold i I laughed about that for days and like there's little things like that the the total incompetence you said it
1: no you said it though there's little things like that i i just would you go with me on this go with me on this let's keep these things in proportion because it's not just the litany of insanities and crimes from the trump era it's the Could we spin this forward if Donald Trump were president right now? And how galactically can I say screwed on the radio? How badly off we would be right now? I I just just to put this in context, is inflation going badly right now? Yes, inflation is going badly. I also just love the people who say, well, inflation is because of spending. Well, of the five trillion dollars that we spent, $4 $4 trillion of it was bipartisan passed under Donald Trump. Yeah. No, 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 no. It was the American Rescue Plan. That's what caused all the inflation, not the supply chain, not coming out of the COVID pandemic, not the interruption of gas drilling, which was because of market cycle, not because of policy, none of those things, and not the $4 trillion. That was Joe Biden's fault, right? Was the was the pullout from Afghanistan poorly managed? Yes. it It was a bad outcome. It was a bad outcome. But you just said a moment ago, it was probably the right underlying policy. And yes, the the machinery under Joe Biden missed the signs that this could evaporate, that security could evaporate in a matter of weeks. They missed it. okay. And Joe Biden went ahead with with the decision anyway. Is that all Joe Biden's fault? No. Does the buck stop with him? Yes. So, I'm not arguing that things haven't gone badly from time to time or that Joe Biden has made perfect decisions. What I'm arguing is we might have seen the end of America by now if we had gone the other way collectively as the American people in our presidential decision of 2020. We nearly did at the tail end of the Trump era. And we have been saved from that.
0: I think Trump really. I've said this multiple times. If you listen to New Hampshire Journal, which is the conservative outlet in the state, he's, Michael Graham has even said outright multiple times, the Stop the Steal nonsense was nonsense and totally useless, and the facts that that went down the way it did is the reason why i will never vote for trump again like i did vote i didn't vote for him for the first round i voted for him for the second round because of uh, the old the old the old guy over there uh president house plant as uh people enjoy making fun of him for for uh as a nickname but that basically put such a Bitter taste in the mouth of myself and so many people on the center right that th- it it will take a hell of a bad candidate in order for for them to even consider putting their vote towards uh, towards Trump ever again. Or and it, and it, he better be really careful if we come closer to this next November too. With if he pushes too hard on some of these conservative candidates that are MAGA e, uh, because he could be a poison pill for many of them.
1: Well. You know, we kind of buried the lead here. We kind of buried the lead here. Donald Trump attempted
0: a coup. Okay, (laughs) he incited an insurrection. You take that a lot further than I say, but well, I I think. Okay,
1: okay, we could we could have a separate conversation about this, but
0: I think there's a lot more internet weirdos than than it is. No, I don't. I don't think poor management by the Capitol Police.
1: Uh I'm not sure that I blame the Capitol police for the we're going to march down to the Capitol and show them we mean business. And I'm going to be right uh, there. After
0: everything you. we heard from Black Lives Matter during all those. They, riots, they weren't calling for a coup. They weren't the, calling. No, for a No, they said they were around burning down cities. Seven um, out of every one hundred protests during George is- Floyd, after George Floyd turned into a riot. Do you, do
1: you think do you think burning down cities is is maybe taking it a little bit far? They didn't try to overtake. They didn't try to first of all hang Mike Pence, which is what the insurrectionists were chanting, right? They didn't try to stop the legitimate transfer of power in America. That means toppling. That's the my Lord. problem with it. That's partner. what you call a coup. That is disqualifying. So on one side, you've got Joe Biden, who you're like, uh. I don't like the way he talks that much. We've got inflation problems now, which maybe were partly, you know, his fault, but not really. Maybe he didn't pass everything he wanted to pass. I don't like all his, Uh, you know, I don't like, I don't like all that stuff. You've got that on one side, but on the other side, you have the guy who tried to foment a coup. Okay. To me, that is no comparison. And again, there's the long litany of disasters and I could keep going. I only got about a third of the way through my list. So, Again, to me, this argument isn't, I'm not trying to, the the title's a bit of a straw man. I know, I know. I'm not really trying to say that Joe Biden is perfect because that's laughably not true. Yeah, true. And I'm not trying to say that he's awesome in all ways. He's my ideal president. I'm not trying to say any of that. I'm saying if you throw all the partisan BS out the window and you just say, how badly off were we at the end of 2020? How much better off are we having gotten rid of that maniac and having a reasonably sane person in office it's it's almost incalculable
0: it, as a big alternative universe speculation I, I i it would have been really interesting to see what would have happened if the vaccine had come a, it, just imagine if the timeline was offset a little more if the vaccine came came out a year before the, the, the election. What sort of impact in the reestablishment of the economy would have happened under Trump? Because that's one of my biggest issues is the, the, the real slowdown that partially was a state level issue. Part of it was the federal issue. The, the back and forth when it came to because, partially because of Trump, because Trump made everyone paranoid and downplaying the virus and saying it's, it's nothing and nothing to be concerned about as the, the deaths continued to pile up. But when the deaths stopped piling up, the Biden administration kept sending these wishy-washy, changing every week messages on the state of the virus. And I think that did a real number to the fact of the culture fear we're now having because you don't need to wear a mask on an airplane anymore where there's HEPA filters and there's zero proof that there is a vector of transmission.
1: I agree with you that the communication and I'm going to say this as I'm not blame storming here, yeah. okay? The communication from our public health leadership. I just had Donald G. McNeil Jr. Yeah, who's great. Former...
0: Those interviews. Don McNeil is great. I was so disappointed when he got he got let go from the Times.
1: That was deeply unjust, and I have privately, well, we, we don't talk about that on the air yes. because <laughs> it's a whole can of worms. But let me put it this way, I I. I greatly respect his expertise and what he does and he's a fantastic guest and people should check out and beyond politics from this week our our recent interview with him one of the things he pointed out is exactly what you were just saying aj which is that what really matters in fighting back against a pandemic is the amount of trust that people have in their government when it comes to health information which is a different thing than the general level of trust that equation got totally blown up now some of it is Donald Trump's fault. Some of it is Anthony Fauci's fault. Some of it is Deborah Birx's fault. There's a lot of fault, a lot of blame. Yes. A substantial amount of that is Donald Trump's fault, but whatever. And by the way, some of it is Joe Biden's fault, too. And there's plenty of blame to go around. But that and some of it is is there. there some of it is it could not have been fixed because we were learning on the fly. There was was only so much we could do.
0: Came so quickly, mutated so quickly. Omicron just out of nowhere. Like it it was within three weeks of the announcement. It was the primary version of the virus in New Hampshire.
1: Yeah. And you know, actually I'm really glad you said that because it connects to a larger point that I've been thinking a lot about. I haven't fully cooked it. I want to write about it. I just, I'm not quite there yet, but you make a really, really important point, which is we're talking about how there's fault. There's blame from our leaders when it comes to the lack of trust that we all developed in what we were hearing from our government. But there's also some things that alternative universe couldn't have been avoided, right? Can't be fixed. And I think about that when it comes to, you hear this kind of tautological argument, right? This like um, begging the question argument from the right about Joe Biden, which is they say Joe Biden is failing. Why? Because his approval rating is low. Why is his approval rating low? Because he's failing. See, (laughs) you go around and around in the circle. The way off of that circle out of the look kids, Big Ben Parliament is to realize, well, wait a second. I had Neil Levesque on my show a couple of weeks ago, he runs the St. Anselm Institute of Politics, former Republican staffer, great guy, go back 15 years, friend of mine who I highly respect. He made a point on that show that I disagreed with. I agree with everything else he always says. He said, well, in our most recent poll, people who say the country's on the wrong track, 68%, that's like an unprecedented number in American politics. My reaction to that, which I say for off the air was, look man, If you look back, if you're enough of a nerd that you look back at the last 50 years of Gallup polling, which I am a giant nerd, so I did, you find, do you know what the average level of people in America saying that America's on the wrong track is? 68% and over the last 10 years, it's even higher, 71%. And so my point is, what I'm beginning to think about is maybe Americans are deeply unhappy. We're deeply unhappy for all kinds of reasons that our political system and our government is not equipped to deal with. These are not problems that our politics are sort of designed to handle. They're deep sociological problems. They're problems with the ways we interact with social media and technology. They're problems with the, the economics of our society and what we all come to expect. And I'm not sure that the government can solve those problems. I'm not sure our politics can solve those problems. And I'm not sure that one party or the other has all the right answers. And so when people make this argument, well, Joe Biden's terrible. Look, only a third of Americans approve of him. I'm like, wait a second, is that on Biden? Or is that on the fact that we're really dissatisfied and we were going to be dissatisfied no matter what after the shine came off of a new president? and. We've got much deeper problems that our politics can deal with.
0: Yeah, And people expected a lot of Joe Biden coming in post-Trump that he just was not – it was not possible for him to do partially, A, because of the coronavirus, B, it's, it's an old establishment politician. He's not some far-left progressive. Of course he's not going to – that – 10 to 15 percent of the Democratic Party, of course they're not going to be happy with him. And, and that long-term dissatisfaction with the direction of the country, I, if I had to guess, has also to do with the nature of America, where it's a constantly evolving culture. It is not a couple thousand years old where we have have our ways set in to be a certain way. Um, and, and one of the big differences, I say, between the Democrats and the Republicans Uh, from an ideological standpoint, is the pace of change is probably a big, big aspect to it. So we're running out of time on this segment right here. We we can quit. We we got another short segment after that. If you're listening to WKXL in the morning, sorry, you got to to check out the podcast version of the show to finish our wrap up of our conversation. But you're listening to the New England Take and WKXL. I'm your host, AJ Kirsten and I'm joined by Matt Robeson of Beyond Politics. Where can people uh, check out you on social media super quick? Matt
1: L. Robeson on Twitter and uh, Beyond Politics with Paul Hodes and Matt Robeson on Facebook.
0: Definitely give them a follow and check out their back episodes at nhtalkradio.com. We'll be right back. All right. Now for a wrap up. Talking to Matt Robeson here on the New England Take. He's co-host of Beyond Politics. And I left you on a bit of a cliffhanger here where I really think that's a big difference between the nature of conservatives and... Liberals. I'm not talking about the progressives. I don't give a crap about the leftists and the progressives. That's a totally different thing. They're the extreme. But when it comes to a majority of Americans, which is probably that 66% of Americans for the most part, the real divide is how quickly culture should change and whether it should be state by state or at the federal level. I think that's the biggest thing.
1: Right. There was a great report on this. Some deep polling and survey research a few years ago called the Hidden Tribes Report found that about 7% of the population is activist extreme on the right, about another 7% on the left. And then you've got about 85, 86% left in the middle. That's most of us. And the good news, if there is any good news in this story, is that A lot of us kind of fall into that gray zone and we have mixed feelings about this. You know, do we want progress on issues like uh, race in our society? Do we want everyone to be treated fairly and and with equality, you know, gay, straight, trans, -trans, non-trans, whatever it is? Yes, we believe in those things and that binds us together. The bad news is that we don't quite agree on the pace of change like you were just saying. And just to kind of take our, our conversation full circle, mm-hmm. I think the piece that we haven't figured out is the piece you you started with, not the Ukraine piece, the Taylor Lorenz piece and the crap NATO of insanity that social media leads to and the incentives for virality and eyeballs and clicks. The, the piece of this that we haven't grappled with, in my mind, is We've introduced a highly addictive, highly potent, explosive element into our society, the way we relate to each other, the way we think, the way we get information over the last 10 to 15 years. We've done a real-time experiment on our brains and our society in the form of social media. And we don't really understand all of its effects, but we have plenty of evidence that those effects are largely bad. So what I worry about is as much as we're kind of all mostly in that 85%, that's good. The social media aspect is dragging us in the wrong direction, and that that makes me worried.
0: And it's really confusing if you're someone that wants to, to figure out what's going on in the world using social media because it's the best way to kind of get a feel for so much of the population, why I'm on Twitter so much. But you, you have to find a balance between being annoyed at re- reading opinions that just annoy you so much is the reason why I don't look to the Times and the Post and such, primarily for my news. It, but also not just being, just going entirely with the side you agree with. Like the, like I'm a, I've said it repeatedly on the show. I'm a huge fan of breaking points. I think it's one of the best podcasts out there that you can listen to. as a center-left and a, and a center-right person. S- Sager is definitely center-right. Crystal Ball is a little further to the left i think when you're looking at, at where the middle is uh but it's not the focus on the culture war stuff it's a focus on labor which is such a huge important thing right now is labor and what's going on with the unionization efforts and what's going on with ukraine is really important um i don't really care about boris johnson's house party that happened at christmas i'm sorry if for brits like i t- talked about listening to the podcast of the lotus Eaters. i understand why you're mad i don't care about that We have our own problems in our country and social media unfortunately makes these international issues important to us when it shouldn't be.
1: Absolutely. I I don't care either. And the one thing I will say again, kind of going full circle on this is that I try really hard on the shows that I do and the writing I do notwithstanding the title Biden deserves an A plus, which I stand by. I try really, really hard to, at the very least, not annoy people who are in the center. Right. I'm going to annoy activist right wing people. I'm going to I, by my existence. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't mean to. But I want the, the stuff I do to be accessible and non annoying. And it, it's it's the only way it's just to kind of keep putting out a high quality product.
0: Definitely. 100%. It's my goal here when I do the news. It's my goal in my interviews. I get people that I don't always agree with on everything, but we try and find what we agree with. The reason why I have Matt Robeson here, host of Beyond Politics. Check them out at nhtalkradio.com, and you can listen to them on WKXL Monday through Friday from 4 to 6 p.m. Beyond Politics and all your favorite podcast platforms. In addition to the New England Take, so be sure to subscribe to us on there, too. Go to New England Take on Facebook and Twitter. Really appreciate it. Share and like the show wherever you can. It really helps feed those evil social media gods. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening.